0: Going through life, there are a lot of questions you can ask in any arena. You can ask what, where, why, when, but if you really want to know, I mean, you really want to know the answer, you want to get to the brass tacks, you have to ask this question. How? And that's where we're going today. Wake the faith up, Garth Heckman, David Alliance. Hey, Thanks for all the recent emails everybody, I appreciate it. Some of you are curious about our upcoming man series, if there's gonna be like a curriculum that goes with it. Uh, Probably not, but you can steal all of our material off of our our videos that we post. And then some of you are interested in about the uh, End Times Conference. And I'll get you more information on that with speakers and things. It is a limited audience of only 200 people that can come to that. But I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be fantastic. And by the time we have it in August, the way things are going in Israel and the rest of the world, wow. Who knows what prophecies have been fulfilled and where we're headed. But you can reach out to me at tdagiantslayer at gmail.com. I've mentioned quite a bit about our How to Be a Man series starting at New Prague Church March 26, Tuesday night. But I'd like to know from you, hey... If you had a topic that you needed to know more about as a young man or if you see voids in men today and something they need to learn, shoot me that topic. Love to hear, love to know, love to see it in action. Again, tdagiantslayer at gmail.com. So as we said at the top of the podcast, how? That is such an incredibly insightful question. Yes, why is a good question. Where? eh, That's a good question. When? Probably a good question. But how? When you know how they're doing it, then you can pretty much come up with your own answer, your own strategy. We're talking about how Satan attacks us. Look, he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But how? You want to know the easiest way he does that? He does it through us. We're our own worst enemy because of how he does it. We talked about yesterday that he is the devil, Diablo. It's a job description. It means to pummel, 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 to come at you again and again and again and again and again until he separates you from God's Word, God's vision, God's plan, God's mindset, everything. But again, how? Well, Ephesians 6.11 says that we would not be taken by the wiles of the devil. That word there, wiles, means he has only one road, only one way to do this. Continually bombard your mind through media, through music, through TV, through your friends, through your neighbors, through voices in the past, through a boss, through your wife, through your husband. But it's just that constant barrage of questioning God's word, God's authority, God's best for you. He wants you to doubt. He wants you to disbelieve. He wants you, in fact, to walk away from trying to practice God's best or believing God's best. He's only got one simple way, and it's not always a punch in the face. Sometimes it's pretty subtle. I often joke about uh, one of the things I, I like to do or I want to do. I don't do it. I would like to do it sometimes. But when I'm around a woman who's just, just hard to deal with, I want to just look at her and smile and say, so when's the baby due? Now, I know she's not pregnant, but I'm going to pretend like she is. Why? Because she's going to get irritated and upset. Baby, do what do you mean the baby? I don't, I'm not pregnant. And the rest of the day, she's going to be thinking about her weight and her figure. It would, mean, it would be mean to do. And I won't do it. I wanted to. But that's the way Satan works. Subtle. Not always, not always right, direct in your face, but these subtle things. And it says he does that to build up strongholds. 2 Corinthians 10.4. The word there, strongholds, means you're behind bars. And you can see freedom, like you're in a fortress and you're behind bars, and you can see freedom, but you won't ever, ever taste it. You don't ever think you can have it. So you're free in Christ, but you don't think you can actually ever be free in Christ. How many Christians I know that live that way? Well, I'm a Christian. I love God. I go to church. I read. I pray. And, uh, you know, my marriage is like this. My finances are like this. My relationships are like this. My health is like this. Uh, you know, and that's just kind of the way I am. And, you know, I, I can't expect, you know, everything to be perfect. We live in a sinful world. And, and you settle for being able to look at freedom and not experiencing freedom. And that's a stronghold. Again, how does Satan do this? Well, he oppresses us. Acts ten thirty eight. The word there, oppression, means... It's a king who lives in a fortress, and he now dictates what you think. So when you are under Satan's disbelief and strongholds, you become oppressed. You begin to think the way he wants you to think. Now you're operating under a different kingdom. You should be operating under God's kingdom as the king of kings, but you settle to operate under a prince, the prince of darkness, and believe what he wants you to believe. You're oppressed, but what does Acts ten thirty-eight say? Jesus went about healing all who were oppressed of the devil, and that word "their healing" has a specific meaning. It means healing supernaturally to be free. Let's look at the very last idea or how Satan works. 2 Corinthians two eleven, he brings us under deception. There's a noose that's around our neck. That's literally what that word means. And we're held captive. You might hear the truth, but believe it's a lie. Or you might hear a lie and believe it's the truth because you're under this deception, this noose. It holds you by the neck. It holds you from being able to change thinking. And by the way, this verse was written to Christians, not non-Christian. It's obviously active in non-Christians' lives but it's also just as active in Christians' lives. It wants you to see things the wrong way or understand things the wrong way. It wants you to be to see. Funny story, when I was 17, I broke my neck. They rushed me to the hospital. I was in Fargo, North Dakota. I was getting all kinds of special attention. They had me in traction and I was getting ready the next day to have a halo vest on where they put bolts in your head. Late that night, a guy gets wheeled into my room He's moaning and groaning. Now, I can't see him because I'm in traction looking at the ceiling, but I ask him, what's wrong? He goes, I was in a motorcycle accident. And I'm like, oh, man, you're lucky to be alive. He goes, I know. Well, lo and behold, the next morning, his girlfriend comes in and tells me it wasn't a motorcycle accident. He stood on top of a motorcycle that wasn't his, outside a bar, drunk, fell over it landed on him and broke his leg. Deception. And that is what Satan does. Garth Heckman, David Alliance keeps slaying giants.